Are you ready for Christmas yet? This is a common question. Of course, we hear this time of year, consumerism in full swing, making your list and checking it twice, long store checkout lines, credit cards being swiped furiously, getting your order in on Cyber Monday, searching for that just perfect gift for that special someone. Have you decorated yet? Lights and decorations with all of the grandeur that would make you competitive with Clark Griswold? Have you planned your menus and whom prepared for whom will be coming for Christmas? Now there's an interesting thought. Whom will be coming for Christmas? Sisters and brothers in Christ, grace and peace to you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Today is the second Sunday in Advent and in a more modern context, the church has used Advent to preach this message of preparation and expectant waiting. In the early church, the season of Advent was adopted as a penitential season, much like Lent. Believers would prepare themselves for the nativity of Christ at Bethlehem by fasting and through prayer. If you've had a chance to listen to the first podcast episode about Advent, you have learned that Advent really, though, is not about taking pause, but it is actually accelerating us or accelerating the prophet's voice that was spoken for hundreds of years, leading us to the nativity, declaring the one that is to come. We spend the four weeks of Advent preparing ourselves for the coming of God among us, the incarnation of the Son, O come, Emmanuel, God with us. And our text for today is almost always preached during Advent. It is balanced with the Old Testament text of Isaiah. The voice of Isaiah speaks of dark days for Israel, days that all of God's people would experience his wrath for disobedience. But Isaiah takes pause in chapter 11 for today to speak to us a glimmer of hope. He speaks about the one that is to come, a remnant of the dying stump of Jesse that is new life and hope from the debris of King David's line. And both of these texts, we come to understand that we are in a situation of waiting and being prepared. Our gospel lesson introduces John the Baptist, this wily old prophet foretold by Isaiah, appearing in the wilderness. Now, the wilderness was a place of temptation it was a place of great struggle and is often associated with hardship and with death. The image often conjured of John is the, he's this uncouth, wily guy, kind of abrasive both in look and how he speaks. He wears camel clothing and eats odd things. He's one of those characters that, God, that mom would have warned you about. But John has been sent to bring a message but this message is not exactly warm and fuzzy. No, John comes to speak a message to the world. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Now, whenever you hear the word repent, hold on, because things are about to get turbulent. In other words, John's message is to say that all of us are on a road that is hard. All of us are on a road that would lead to death. And it is our selfish indignation 
that puts us in peril. Because if we don't listen up, that's exactly where we will end up. His message intends to hit us hard. Right where it needs to, it travels through our ear and resides in our heart. John has been sent not to prepare a way. He's been sent to prepare the way. He stands with his long bony finger and he points at those coming to the river Jordan to receive baptism, preparing them for what, or better yet, who is to come. We're told that the people of Jerusalem and all of Judea and all of the region around the Jordan come to receive baptism. Now, why would so many come to hear John's message? I'll get to that in just a moment. But even those that that viewed themselves as perfect, those that were pious, those that were righteous, came to receive baptism. Many of the Pharisees and Sadducees have come to John, those that would have seen themselves as better than others. And John hits them right where it hurts. You brood of vipers, who warned you? Of course, it was John himself that had warned them. Because these two groups were the pious of all of Jewish people. They would look down and judge others around them according to their own view of themselves. And remember that for the Jews, their finding favor from God meant that they had lived out the laws perfectly. But now they even heard something different from John. They heard that they could confess their sins and they could know that salvation was coming. Now, in the present, not in some far-off time, they were being prepared. They were being prepared for who was to come. Hearers of God's word, are you ready for Christmas? Now, I'm not saying this again in the same way I said it earlier. Are you ready for repentance? What does that even mean? Often we hear in a text that talks of repentance that normally sends us spiraling into this idea that we have to make ourselves better, that we need to make some shift in our lives and to show God that we too are deserving of his favor. But God sends John with his message into our lives today not to tell you that you can become better because actually you cannot. He isn't encouraging you to take up a self-help regimen so that you can atone for the things that separate you from God where you distrust God. The message that John is proclaiming to you is not a message of contrition or a message to apologize No, God speaks through John a new kind of word, a word that sounds harsh, but ultimately is good news for us. Because John has been sent to knock us just a little bit off balance and to get our attention. Because if you go through life and you have not been prepared for hearing the good news of Jesus Christ, it doesn't mean much. The message of repentance repentance that John is giving us today is this. Listen. Repentance is always an external word. It's always an external power on us. You cannot well it up within yourself. 
Repentance is the long, bony finger of John pointing at you, telling you who you are, but ultimately to tell you what God is up to. He's pointing into the areas of your life where you do not trust God, areas of your life where you put your hope and your energy, and he points you in a different direction, preparing you for something new preparing you for who is to come. Preparing you for the one that is greater than John. John is portrayed as pointing his finger away from himself to the one that God sends among us, and that is Jesus Christ. Friends, we go through lives, through our lives, seeking holy moments. When we want to know that God is speaking into our lives, and that God has brought you here today to do just that, You see, God is always speaking into your life. He creates new opportunities. He speaks. In the birth of a child, he speaks. When burden and struggle come near, he speaks. And he's given you your daily bread, he speaks. And yes, when death draws near, he speaks. Today he speaks to you from the last great prophet of the Bible who turned to preacher to say, one greater than I is coming. Because it is this word that he brings that will ultimately repent you. It will turn you away from yourself and believing that you can attain God's favor. It is a word that ultimately makes you the best you can be. And that word is forgiven. You cannot be better than forgiven. As Advent people, you are being prepared to receive the one that God sends into the world to bring hope and to bring joy and bring peace. But if you are not prepared for hearing this word, then Christmas loses its meaning. Because God sends his son so that you come today with the baggage of life this weight that hangs on your neck, that weighs you down, and he has come to meet you here to bring you hope and to bring you new life. Because God is faithful, and he is true to his promise, and he comes to tell you that that baggage is not yours any longer. That when you are repented, that weight is lifted. And this word comes for each of you today and he meets you here in his promises that claimed you in baptism. He meets you in his body and blood so that you would always know the forgiveness of your sins is for you and so that you would be prepared to receive the ultimate gift and that is the gift of faith. God sends this message to you again today so that as you go from this place back out into the world, back out into your lives, that you would have assurance of knowing that God is present at all times and God is speaking in your life. But above all else, he speaks today that his salvation is secured in his son. And he sends his son again and again to speak his love into your ear so that all doubt might be pushed aside and that you would know him with certainty. As you continue in this Advent season, may these words prepare you for the coming of the Christ child. May they grant you peace and joy in believing. 
so that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God. Amen.